There's a game that we've all played probably at one point in time or another. It's a very, very simple game with very simple instructions. Red light, green light. Anybody ever played red light, green light? Right? You, know, you, you get, somebody gets to the, by, by the place and they're like, all right, when you say red light, you got to stop. Green light, go. Maybe say yellow light. You try to trick people sometimes, like purple light, right? I don't know. If, at least I do that. I try to get them all the time. It's like, ah, you move, you know? They blink and the, the head moves a little bit. Ah, you move. Go to the back. And what happens when the light was red and you move, you got to go to the back. The only time that you get success or you win is by moving and obeying and listening to what the commands were. Can I tell you something? Many of us in the church, the body of Christ, are constantly going to the back because we're not walking when God says to walk. Many of us are living lives in bondage and we're not in the freedom and we're not experiencing God's best because we move when God said red or we don't move when God said green. And since the beginning of time, since creation was started, God desires for us to listen and walk in his ways. Throughout the entire scripture, the entire word of God, you see the common theme of God asking his children to listen and walk in his way. But man, we have a hard time with it. From the moment that he created Adam and Eve, and he told them, be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth. You can have everything except from this tree. And what did they do? That tree. Right? It's like, like, like <laughs> we have this ingrained thing, but we don't obey. And we hear, but don't truly listen. Can I tell you what the distinction or the difference between hearing and listening is? It's, it's one simple thing, the intention. You can be just hearing. Right now, some of you perhaps here, even watching online, you have it it's playing on and it's just, you're, you're just hearing it, but it takes intentionality to actively listen. Sometimes you're having a conversation with somebody or somebody's trying to tell you something and it's loud. And how do you signify? Or in cult culturally, we're like, hey, look at me. But sometimes it's loud. So what do you do? You position yourself, put your ear closer to their mouth in order to be able to actively listen. But what happens between the listening part and the action part? James, which is a book of the Bible that I recommend every believer read. Chapter 1, verse 22, actually tells us this. But be doers of the word. Be doers of the word, not hearers only. And it says that when we are only hearers, we're deceiving ourselves. Church, we need to listen to the Lord and walk in his ways. We need to be doers of the word. Can you say that this morning? of the word. If you're watching online, top it, type it in the comment box. Doers of the word. What does that mean? We need to put action into what is being said by the Lord to do. What happens? 
the lack of application of the word of God is self-deception. It's self-deception. You know, sometimes we go to the store because we need a new mirror for our house. And we buy skinny mirrors. Y'all know what a skinny mirror is? There are mirrors that make you look skinnier than you really are. And you stand in front of this mirror and you feel good. And the world around you says, uh-uh, not so good. Something happens from the mirror in your home to the mirror in the street. You deceive no one but yourself. And what is going on in, again, the capital C church? This is a message for every single one as the church. Do you, I need you to understand something. This is 3W Church. It is a local church in the city of Miami. There are people that watch from other parts of the country or the world, and that's awesome. And if you are watching from another part, we welcome you, and we encourage you to plug into a local church. It is important because we need community. However, we are part of the ecclesia or the global church, the church of Jesus Christ. And that church, unfortunately, all around the world, many of the members of the church are living defeated lives. And it's because of this, not walking in the way that God said to walk. Not doing what God said to do. And we come to churches like this, a local church, or we listen to a message or, uh, on YouTube or Spotify or Amazon or Apple Podcasts, whatever. We listen to these messages and we're like inspired and this is awesome, but something happens. There's no application. And if there's no application, it's good as nothing, right? When you're sick, nowadays you can pick up the phone and call the doctor's office, and they schedule a telehealth appointment. You don't even have to go anymore. And as they're doing this telehealth appointment, the doctor can hear your cough or do the different things and say, hey, I know what's going on with you. Uh, what's your pharmacy of choice? And, and they go and they call in a prescription for you. You get in your car and you head over to Walgreens or CVS or Publix or Walmart, wherever you get your medication from. And you actually go in faith that the doctor actually called it in. Then you get there, and the place is full of medications, but you don't want just any medication. You want the medication prescribed to you. So you give them your name, your date of birth, all the information, and they go through all these bags, and they find it and say, here you go. Here is your medication, and you get the medication, and you look at the paper, and it's got your name on it and your date of birth, and it's your medication. But can I tell you something? It will not do anything. Going to the doctor, getting the prescription, going to the supermarket or wherever you pick up your medicine, getting the pills, going back to your house, it will do nothing if you don't take it. And many times we wonder why we're living a life the way we're living it. Why is this happening? What's going on? And here's the question. How are you and I doing in the application of the word of God? In not just listening to what God said, but actually walking in his way. So I ask myself this question. I want you to pose the question to yourself. Ask yourself, am I listening to the word, to the Lord and walking in his way? Am I listening to the Lord and walking in his way? You know, so popular 
when I was a teenager and they've made a comeback now, the what would Jesus do bracelets? WWJD. What would Jesus do? And the question is, do we actually ask ourselves the question, what would Jesus do? Do we actually obey and act in the way that he would act? Am I listening to the Lord and walking in his way? I told you, throughout all of creation, throughout all of scripture, we find this common theme. The Lord asking, desiring his children to listen and walk in his way. Jesus was no different. At the end of probably the greatest sermon ever, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthews 5, 6, and 7, three chapters of a preaching long. Jesus talks about the Beatitudes. He talks about adultery, and he talks about uh, lying, and he talks about judgment, and he talks about anxiety, and he talks about worry, and he talks about fears, and he teaches the disciples how to pray. After all of these things that take place in that passage, he says this. There's two types of people. The ones that hear and do it, and the ones that hear it and don't do it. It's basically what he says. And he says, the ones who hear it and do it are like the people that build the house on a rock. The ones who hear it and don't do it are the ones who build the house on the sand. And you know what happens to both sets of people? The same thing. Rain, storm, flood, winds. And the difference between the two is that the ones that are actually walking the way, doing what he said, the house remains. And the other ones, the house falls. Church, you and I need not just listen to what God is saying. We need to actually walk in what he says to do. And we see this happen time and time again. In the children of Israel. And that's where I want to get to our passage of this morning. Which is Psalm chapter 81. <clears throat> Go to Psalm chapter 81 this morning. And look at this. It's, it's, it's talking there about what was taking place. What was happening. It says sing aloud to God our strength. Make a joyful shout to the God of Jacob. Raise a song and strike the timbrel. The pleasant harp with the lute. Blow the trumpet at the time of the new moon, at the full moon on our solemn feast day. For this is a statute for Israel, a law of the God of Jacob. This he established in Joseph as a testimony when he went throughout the land of Egypt, where I heard a language I did not understand. And now this is the Lord starting to talk. He says, I removed his shoulder from the burden. His hands were freed from the baskets. You called in trouble... And I delivered you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Hear, O my people, and I will admonish you. O Israel, if you would listen to me. This is God talking to them like in your minute of destruction, in your, in your, in your problem, you cry out and I listen. And I help you. Now listen to me. What God is telling the people is what God is telling us. He continues to say, I, or, or sorry, verse number nine. There shall be no foreign God among you, nor shall you worship any foreign God. I am the Lord your God 
who brought you out of the land of Egypt, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Time and time again, this is what we as the church do. In the middle of a storm, in the middle of a problem, we reach out to God. Things are going on and we reach out to God and God delivers us. God brings us the blessing. Whatever the blessing might be, you were, you, you were having a situation in your home and, and, and you needed a new place to live and God opens the door. And all of a sudden, this new home becomes your idol. Praying for that husband or for that wife and God brings you that person and all of a sudden, that becomes your idol. You're married and you're praying to be able to have children and you conceive and you have your child that God has blessed you with and then your child becomes your God. You study hard, you prepare, you get your career, God opens the door, you get a phenomenal job and then your career becomes your God. We take the blessing from God and put it in his place. And then we wonder why aren't things going well? And this happens time and time again. And I don't know about you. I like to try to learn from other people's mistakes. I know people say, oh, you know, experience is the best teacher. Ah, okay, fine. I like to see your field experience. If I'm driving down the road and your car hits a pothole, y'all better best. I'm twitching lanes. You're going behind a family in the fun house, in the mirror, right? The house of mirrors in, 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 in the fair, and they smack their head against the glass. You best believe I'm going the other way. If you follow Jose on social media, know that if you go to his jewelry store, there's a glass there. Don't hit your head. He puts up these videos all the time of people that are going to look at a piece of jewelry, and they're like, bang, and they bang their head against the glass. I went to his store. I stayed like three feet away just in case. We learn. We try. We should learn. But man, so easily we forget what God has done. And we hear, but we don't actively listen. Or we listen, but don't walk in his way. Can I tell you something? We don't obey the world system. We obey what God says. And that might not be a popular thought process, especially in today's society. But I'm not trying to be liked by society. I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't care what society says is acceptable or not acceptable. I care what God says is acceptable and not acceptable because he does not change. So are we listening and then walking in his ways? Let's go back to Psalm chapter 81. He says in verse number 11, but my people would not heed my voice and Israel would have none of me. So I gave them over to their own stubborn heart to walk in their own counsel. Sometimes we ask questions, God, why did you let this happen to me? And God's like, I told you to do it a different way, but you kept going, so I let you go. Oh, but, but, but I, I, I let you go. You rejected what I wanted you to do. 
You pushed away what I wanted you to do. So I'm giving you a minute. In Spanish, dale soga. Te di soga. You wanted to do your own thing. What do we need to do? What Proverbs tells us. You trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I don't know if you're like me, man, because I do this all the time. I'm going somewhere and I throw it into my GPS. And the GPS tells you go this way or that way and it's going to take you 22 minutes. And I analyze it and I say, nah, I can make it in 18. I know a back road. I know a shortcut. I don't know. I'm, I'm speaking about myself. I will screenshot it to know what time it's said to go and the route it's said to go. And I'll start a clock and see if I beat it. Going through a different way. And many a times, you should have just listened to the GPS. I remember one time going on the turnpike. We were coming back from a trip or something like that. I know exactly where I was going, but you throw it in there, right? And the GPS all of a sudden said to get off on an exit. And I was like, why does it want us to get off there? That makes no sense whatsoever. I'm going to keep going only to find a mile and a half later an accident and be stuck in traffic for 45 minutes. God positions us in the way that we should go. We need to follow what he says to get to our destination. Sometimes we, we just turn and turn and walk. Man, the children of Israel, they walked a whole lot for 40 years and they didn't get to their destination. And sometimes just because we feel that we're moving, we think we're getting there faster. And all you're doing is moving but in circles. We need to listen and then walk in his ways. But we serve a God who's merciful, right? He tells the children of Israel, hey, I, 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 handed, your, I handed you to your own stubborn heart. By the way, the world system tells you to follow your heart. But the Bible says that the heart of man is deceptive. Don't follow your heart. Obey God's word. It's why he says, I gave them away to their own stubborn heart. Let's get back to that. It's a separate one. And he says in verse 13, Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. And this is what happens now. Look at these next three verses. This is what would happen had Israel been walking in his ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord would pretend submission to him, but their fate would endure forever. He would have fed them also with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock. I would have satisfied you. In other words... There are certain blessings that come with listening to God and walking in his ways. And I want to highlight three of them that we see there. The first one is this, if you're writing things down. Listening and walking in his ways brings his protection upon us. Listening and walking in his ways brings his protection upon us. It says there, had they been doing it, I would have subdued their enemies. I would have stood against their adversaries. Church, I've got good news for us this morning. God is our vindicator. God is our defender. And he fights our battle. 
You know what I see time and time again throughout scripture? When one of the kings would disobey and walk in a different way than God said, death would come to the camp. We see it when they were taking the ground. When they finished battling and winning in Jericho and they go to fight this small little country of I, this small little people. They didn't listen to what God had said. And they lost. You see it with king after king that would go and make a treaty or a covenant with someone that God said not to be with. And then destruction would come to their life. Church, we need to ask God before we enter relationship with people. Every type of relationship. Obviously from who you date and marry to who you enter business with. Who you enter and, and, and do all kinds of uh, uh, perhaps friendship or any type of thing. We need to ask God, is this a person you want me to associate with? Do they have the same integrity level? Do they walk with you the way that they're supposed to walk with you? Because guess what? Not everything that looks good is good. So the question is, if I'm not walking in this protection... What area of my life am I being obedient to God in? The onus is on us. A few months ago, somebody gave me this document to read over and, and this whole thing. And, and, and it was like this statement of faith thing. And I said, I don't agree with this particular statement that you're saying here. And, and they were like, but why? It, it, it's, it sounds fine. And this out of the other. And I said, because it's putting the onus that if something doesn't work right, it's God's fault. Because God chooses who he heals and who he doesn't, who he blesses, who he doesn't. But everything I see in scripture is that if I obey God, there will be a blessing. And if I disobey God, there's consequence. It's simple. Also, that means that, that God heals everybody he desires to. The question is, do we have the faith to receive it or not? Do we have the faith to walk into it or not? Do we obey? Man, I've known people that were dealing with illness and the doctor said you need to change this eating habit and their stubbornness to not do it and they don't. And then it's not the doctor's fault and it's not God's fault. Am I doing my part? Am I obeying? Am I listening? Am I doing what God told me to do? You know, because there are certain things that are across the board. You shall not commit murder. That's across the board. Adultery, don't do it. That's across the board. Fornication, don't do it. That's across the board. Covetousness, envy, lying, right? All of those things are across the board. But do you know that sometimes as you get closer to God, what was acceptable yesterday is not acceptable to you today, and you need to ask God, should I watch this or not? Oh, but it wasn't a bad movie, but did it edify your spirit? And sometimes God gives you conviction. Don't watch that. Don't do that. Oh, but so-and-so did it. Well, like when your kids tell you, but so-and-so has a phone. Well, I ain't so-and-so's dad. <laughs> You've used that, I can tell. <laughs> Guys, there's certain things that God tells us to do. Are we listening and are we walking in his way? Because that's what he says. Had they been doing it, had they been listening, I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. Church, God is your defender. God is your vindicator. God is your deliverer. 
Here's the second thing I pulled out of theirs that the Lord showed me. Listening and walking in his ways brings his provision to us. What does it say in verse 16? He would have fed them also with the finest of wheat. And with honey from the rock, I would have satisfied you. Let me remind you something. Who is in office does not control your provision. Who's in the White House does not control your provision. Your boss does not control your provision. Even if the economy goes to hell in a handbasket, God is my provider. Now, should we vote? Absolutely. And how should we vote? According to what God says in the word of God. And who has policies that are closer to what God says in the word? However, what have we seen in the world system? That a lot of people don't vote according to what God says. But God is still my provider. Things may go bad, his provision will come. The children of Israel were in the wilderness and he gave them manna every single day. But what happened when they got there and said, I'm tired of this manna. I wish I could go back to Egypt. I wish I could go back to blank. I wish I could go to this where I had fish and garlic and leeks and all of these other things. And I want to remind you, you were also in bondage and slavery. Let us not desire. What happens when we stop walking in his ways? We begin to desire what we might have had before, which wasn't God's best for us. And then we walk out of his provision. Can I remind us? God is our provider. He is our defender. But he's also our provider. And you know what else we see here? That listening and walking in his ways gets us to a place of freedom. And not only does it bring us to a place of freedom, it will keep us in that freedom. What does Paul write in the epistles, in the letters that we read as the New Testament? He says, walk therefore in the spirit that you will not fulfill the lusts or the desires of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. Don't get comfortable. Continue to walk in the spirit. Continue to pursue his presence. Continue to read the word and apply the word, not just as a book, but as Lord, apply it to me. How do I apply what you're speaking to me? How do I walk in your ways? Solomon is known as the wisest man. But even in all of his wisdom, he started walking out of the will of God and lost the kingdom. When David, his father, made him king, he told him, if you obey what God says, if you follow his statutes, if you do what he says, he will bless you. And that was happening. And he got wisdom and knowledge and wealth and all these things. But what happened? He started to bring in these women into his life. And bringing in things that were not what was God's best for him. Until the moment that everything is stripped. It wasn't from him. It was as soon as his son became king. 
our decisions today not only affect us, it affects our children. It affects our grandchildren and our grandchildren's grandchildren. When we understand that our generational God will not only bless us, but will open the doors for us to be a blessing to others. And you and I may be in a place today because of previous generations and things that were done before that were not God's best. But you and I have the authority today to change it. You and I have the authority today to say, in my house it will be different. Because as Joshua said, me and my house will serve the Lord. We have the ability to change it for everyone that comes after us. If we do what? Listen and walk. Listen and walk. When God says red light, stop. And when God says green light, get to walking. Listening. Worship team, if you can come to the altar. As you and I listen and walk in his ways, we will walk in his deliverance, freedom, protection, provision. The key is... Listen and walk in his ways. Let's stand to our feet this morning. I want to invite you this morning to a moment of repentance. For what, you may ask. Because many times you and I have self-sabotaged ourselves. by not obeying what God said to do. And so individually, I want us to examine our heart and talk to God. And if that is something in your life that God told you, do X, Y, or Z, and you went the opposite way, just tell him I'm sorry. Get right. And then listen. And ask him, God, what do you want me to do today? What do you want me to do at work? What do you want me to change in my marriage? What do you want me to change in my parenting? God, what do you want me to change in my giving? God, what do you want me to change in my health? God, what do you want me to change in the way that I blank? Listen to him. and then walk in his ways.